Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Agnes Hewitt. Uh, what's going on? The goop. What? I didn't even like get a chance to look at any goop news this week because I was so like consumed with my own, um, my own pleasure, my own, my own products that I got sent this week. Oh, um, well, don't let us interfere with your pleasure and products. Well. Did you see anything like going on with Gwyneth? I mean, or Goop, I or? never really, honestly, like I'm not the one that's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a new like video where she's wearing like a Gucci dress and cooking turkey bacon. Okay, well, that's something. You know, she's uh, making her boyfriend break. Uh, I don't like the boyfriend breakfast thing. That to me feels a little bit. Melissa Urban. It feels a little like influencer plant. Like it, it feels a little um canned. You know what I mean? It feels fake. Where was the the boyfriend breakfast thing trope? That was obviously already that already existed when Gwyneth started to. I wasn't aware of it. She was. She didn't like make that up, did she? I thought she made it up. I thought it was like you know Bethany Frankel's. It's a scam. Oh, do you know that, about that? <laughs> this is the thing you were you texted me something about Gen Z was trying to cancel Bethany Frankel. Yeah, I don't know if they did anymore because I've been on a on a TikTok detox, so okay. I don't know what happened with it. But a couple of weeks ago, everybody on TikTok found out that Bethany Frankel uh, filed like a copyright on the phrase "it's a scam." And for some reason, that made them really mad. And I don't fully understand what happened, but I still thought it was funny. I think it's funny that it's a scam was like at the heart of the controversy. That was like a catchphrase that she was saying or something? Why would she copyright that? I think that she joined TikTok, got a following, started, like people started noticing she was saying it's a scam a lot. About just various things in life that she considers scams? I don't know because I've never really watched it. I think she was like reviewing like beauty products or something. Oh. oh. And I mean, then... she's one of the most like uh, anxiety inducing people you could watch on TikTok or social media, I imagine. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I don't know. I just, I mean, you know how it is with TikTok. You kind of just like take it as it comes. You're not, 
I mean, you're not making like really editorial decisions about like what I know. That's why I don't like it as a social media platform because I can't, I never, whenever I just open it, it never gives me the things I want to see. It's literally always like disabled people dancing. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I don't think I've ever clicked on that as a subject that I like to see. That's like the baseline for TikTok. And then like, you know, they'll just, you, they're like, how do you feel? They're kind of like, are you for or against? And then they kind of like, can get you into like increasingly specific pools of yeah. people but the way you say because like if it was on youtube or reddit or whatever you could do like a thumbs down like or like even like spotify like i don't like this but on tiktok you you're you're voting just by scrolling Based on fast. how fast you scroll away from it it's oh. not really voting it's just yeah. like psychotically and terrifyingly like tracking tracking your... the algorithm yeah anyway yeah. uh bethany frankel Anyway, the point is boyfriend breakfast feels like it's a scam, by which I mean, it feels like some bullshit that she started saying with the hopes of like selling something. Oh, that that would make sense because it does seem out of character for her to be like, oh, I'm making this for my man. Like you're it's also- such an Instagrammy, like weird phrase. But yeah. And it's Cause... also like disgusting. Like. I, yeah, the thing about. Yeah, I just I don't like it because it's Not like be, it, it's implying like. I'm making this form like this is something that my boyfriend wants to eat more than I want to eat. And yeah. I'm making and like, you it. know I'm how doing... boyfriends are. They, yeah, they always want breakfast. They always want, they're always starving <laughs> after I fuck them Yeah. in the morning. And, but then because Gwyneth's quote unquote boyfriend, I mean, these are like two middle-aged people and they're married, but he's like a like low T paleo guy. So she's mm-hmm. making these like effeminate, like girl breakfasts, but pretending that they're like, big hearty like lumberjack breakfast for him i don't really know i don't even know what she's making she's i don't know i i just uh, saw she was she's in the news the news aka her own instagram page (laughs) making another one yet again but great whatever yeah i don't know what she's making on this one oh yeah like i said it's turkey bacon which i agree is effeminate it is effeminate i do i know i don't really I, there were, I definitely went through a turkey bacon phase. I, well, I believe, and I could be wrong. So, and I'm sorry to do this, but I'm pretty sure that even if you buy like turkey bacon or some sort of like natural bacon, like Applegate Farms or whatever the hell, Peterson Farm, whatever, um, even if the only like preservative is whatever like celery or celery salt or celery extract or whatever it is that they use um it's still like a carcinogen and it's just as bad as like having nitrates so like there's no get out of jail free card with bacon really that's what i've heard so any sort of preserve i mean because people will say that stuff preservatives nitrates obviously are carcinogenic and then there's also people that are like anything off the grill, anything that smoke has touched is like poison and you shouldn't eat it, which scares yeah, me. Yeah, people say that. I think it's true. I mean, like, it I don't know if true. you shouldn't eat it, but I do think that it's like carcinogenic. Or like a piece of burnt toast, which I, I love a almost blackened piece of toast, which I know is like not good for me. I'm but not sure about that one. I've heard any anything that's like molecularly changed to like carbon basically like burn so much mm-hmm. that it becomes black that's like a straight up cancer but it's always region. good if there's like a little bit of like whatever charring i think so well get just get a bottle of liquid smoke 
<laughs> no, I mean like on toast. I don't need the smoke flavor. Well, no. and I don't even like have a grill because I have no outside space except for my little balcony, which I don't even know if it's legal if I put a grill out there. We have a grill on our roof, but I've never used it because I'd be too embarrassed, but, but other people do. So wait, why would you be embarrassed? I don't know. I just don't like once I got in the elevator and there was this girl in there and she had like an entire tray of like marinating chicken skewers. And I just like, I don't, I don't know. Like I I was like, I mean, no one said anything. I mean, she was like, I'm barbecuing. I'm doing, she did. She was telling us about it. And I just don't want, I don't want to, I don't want it. Because it's like a public space. I have a kitchen. I'm fine. I yeah. I don't want to like, I don't want to talk to my neighbors about like what I'm fucking doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, have you read, this is, <laughs> I've sort of been into this Twitter controversy. I know, sorry. Mm-hmm. But um, about Jorts the Cat being ableist. No, and I don't know who Jorts the Cat is. So Jorts the Cat gained fame in the last couple years um it was i think it was like oh god forgive me if i'm not telling the story correctly but it's um it was like a a cat twitter account that was just sort of like cute cat pictures but then during the pandemic the person who ran the account became sort of increasingly um like radicalized and politicized and so with pictures of this cat they were they were also tweeting out very like leftist like pro-labor um sentiments about like unionizing and like employee rights and all this stuff and then it became a bit of like um just like a a, a, an internet celebrity and a lot of like leftist accounts would retweet jorts the cat and it it was like a a fun somewhat tongue-in-cheek but also like sincere political account it's Um, not jorts and gene well there was jorts and gene but now i think the account is i don't know what happened to gene but i think the account now is just jorts okay so the one i just typed it in and then i found this account that's called jorts and gene but that's what it's just like called but the actual like handle is just at jorts the cat oh yeah so you're not following it do you follow jorts the cat no i don't follow i mean i see it on the timeline and i definitely saw it this week the only person who follows it is this like southern like professor that i'm obsessed with who i follow that no one follows because yeah this is not the sort of cool coastal ironic like chapo style leftist account this is like um this is almost to the point of like liberal like like a ukraine flag type of thing but like a little bit a little bit more sort of pro-labor anyway so there's also been this is there's also been a lot of discourse about grocery delivery services, particularly, specifically, it seems like women will go on Twitter and complain about the gross, like Instacart and grocery delivery services not giving, not delivering their requested groceries. And it's become like a bit of a meme that like men, quote unquote, are bad at picking out groceries. Have you been paying attention to this I, at all? I'm proud to say that I have not. Okay, you're very lucky. <laughs> so this has all been coming to a headwind this week with this. Okay. And um, this woman, okay, so here's, I'm going to, sorry. Okay. There's this website called wegotthiscovered.com. Brian. Which, which okay. basically just, just goes over like the internet um, 
they're just like recapping things that happen on Twitter. <laughs> yes, and it's a great website. Okay. Um. So this. So oh yeah, they go through just a little bit of history with Jorts, and then okay, so then this is what started <laughs> off the the current discourse. Um. At Queen Vej V E E J, who's Mm. Twitter nickname is a rich ass Karen, which is, I guess she's trying to be ironic. I have no idea. Okay. She um, tweeted my last time using grocery delivery and I got a man. He started refunding stuff that I knew dang on. Well, the store had, I was so pissed. I got in the car and went to the store and he was at bra was literally standing in one aisle on the phone. So she's complaining about her grocery delivery. Wait, I sorry, I do not mean to distract from your story, but I just searched Jorts the cat, and the first thing I found, of course, was like as a disabled person, no. the Jorts the cat account was not being ableist, and then a lot more. But I just thought that was like okay, that's my intro to Jorts the cat, and then I'm like scroll, 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 and there's a, this tweet, and it's like. Wait, where did it go? I don't know how they did this. It's Jorts and Jean and a rich ass Karen like tweeting together in like one tweet. Oh yeah, they because now on Twitter you can combine accounts and like do a communal tweet. So they oh. this is the end of the story. They did end up making up and they did this. Let's okay. stop. Let's stop. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Our... I didn't <laughs> mean to change. I didn't mean to take over and like do spoiler alert on the story. I just like was shocked. I did not know that technology existed. Okay, yeah, sorry. I think it's new, and I think you have to be like. I don't think you or I can, I think you have to be like um, a bigger account to do. I have no idea. Actually, I've never okay. tried to. Maybe we should just tweet out. Well, you don't tweet at all. And I barely tweet. No, my Twitter is a private secret thing that I just use for stalking certain people. Anyway. Um, okay. So, so Sheik tweeted this thing. This was October 17th. And then Jorts and Jean, Jorts the cat mm-hmm. tweeted idea, colon, go get your own groceries. Mm. Good point. Um, I think, okay. So this obviously got a lot of pushback and I totally understand if you're disabled and are unable to buy groceries that these delivery services are a godsend and really useful. And I also understand even if you're not disabled and you're extremely busy and you have a full-time yeah. job and you have kids. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. And yet the idea of then if your grocery, if you're using these services and you know fucking damn well that the people that buy these groceries for you are not professional grocery buyers. They are underpaid gig workers who are doing this to fucking not be homeless on the streets. And then you, I don't know. I it, I, I, I actually, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm going to interject. Sure. Do it. I disagree. Okay. A little bit. First of all, I don't think that every single person who works at like Instacart or whatever is like on the literal brink of homelessness and like this is their only source of like salvation. I've known plenty of people who've done Instacart and they weren't in like that dire of a circumstance. And like people do like gig jobs all the time for like all different reasons. No, that's true. Um, And I also like, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> maybe I'm a Karen, but I do. I feel like... I don't know. There's no problem. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with like expecting to get the thing that you bought. I, in general, I don't believe that there's anything wrong with that, but the way that this system is where it's all sort of outsourced to people, like, I mean, similar to, 
I guess you could take that along to its logical conclusion and say like you shouldn't complain if an uber driver like gets into an accident <laughs> or just not, like doesn't take you where you want or like take, take, yeah, doesn't yeah. take you the whole way or like whatever like or i don't know i i think it's i think it's just like this because grocery okay so grocery buying is something that like since the industrial revolution and since like the advent of grocery stores like pretty much unless you were like super rich like pretty much everyone just sort of like had to do for themselves. And so I think that's also the reason why people are, cause it's like, there have always been disabled people and there have always been, and it's probably been really hard and there's always been busy people, but um, like in order to feed yourself, this is like a chore that like is necessary to do. And so now yeah. that it's not as necessary, I think that's, and, and then using, and so, so basically after George said this, um, so many people clap back um you know someone was like wait sorry George what sorry tell me again what George said well the first comment was just a very short comment idea go get your own groceries and that's oh, all George was so George was commenting on the a rich ass Karen rich ass Karen yeah and okay. so then all of these and so rich ass Karen obviously like never said she was disabled like mm. like that's the thing is like I get that there's ableism but it's like, I also like, sorry, I don't think you need to be disabled to be like, I ordered this, do it right. <laughs> like, I, I paid, I paid for it. You're paying like $5. Like you're not paying, you're paying well, for then the groceries. Don't fucking do it. I don't know. I paid. Yeah. I paid for what you said you were going to do. Yeah. The so whole system. I, yeah. I, that's what, well, I agree. Just don't use these things. Like they're horrible for the I mean, the, but then the people that are like allegedly on the brink of homelessness and like desperately trying to buy my groceries for survival won't have any income. Like what, well, okay, what so, is this? Is the service just like a charity for like destitute people or is it like an actual service that provides something to customers? Like, what is it? Well, I mean, if it is an actual service, it should be, it should be regulated and the employees should get protection and they should get trained and to do their job better because like yeah this i've i like during the pandemic i definitely like got grocery delivery a few times and it is like not great but that's because the whole system is made so the consumer is only paying like five dollars more than they normally would well and they're keeping I think it, it costs a lot more than that too like i never do it every once in a while i'm like oh fuck it i'm just gonna order it on whatever and then like it's usually it's not five dollars more. I mean, like once you factor in the tip and everything, it's usually like at least thirty dollars more, maybe more than that. Well, that's if you're yeah, like I think well, during the pandemic, there was like a lot of deals and like I, I do remember like Instacart and um the Whole Foods delivery one were like flat five dollar rates, but now yeah, it's more and plus tipping, and especially if you're tipping like 20%, which I'm sure most of these people don't even do. Uh so yeah, it is it is a lot more. But the prices, I think, are still artificially deflated because these people are not given proper training. I would, I mean, honestly, I would be so good at this job. And if it, if it gave me a living wage, I would, in a heartbeat, love to be a professional grocery buyer. Because that's like one of my favorite things I had a friend who was doing do. it in like the absolute dog days of the pandemic when like before the vaccine, when everyone was terrified. And I was always like, girl, are you sure you want to do that? And she was like, yeah, I'm fine. And she was make cleaning up 
I she think, made yeah, a lot of money. During that time, it was very lucrative. I don't think, I'm sure you don't make that now, but no. I think in like the, when it was like really bad, she was making a ton of money. She was smart. Uh, so anyway, these people clap back at jorts. Um, you know, let's see, one, this guy, Matt BC, my fellow chronically ill, disabled, and immunocompromised people trying desperately to survive this fucking hellscape. Use a, use a grocery delivery service if you need to. Um, hey, George the cat, the reason many disabled people are calling you out is because we love you. Please, please take the time to listen and learn from people who love you, but whom you have unintentionally hurt. I beg of you. So it's a lot of like sad people. Mm. WTF, not George's. And no, this commentary isn't happening in a bubble because people say this exact line every time anyone complains about Instacart on here. That's true. The defense of well, OP was able to go to the store. So obviously she can shop for herself is also ableist. I don't know. I understand what you're saying. I also think, and it's the Didn't same, it? it's the same thing. I, I I'm annoyed when people complain about their like flights, like baggage, like all this stuff is really inconvenient, but it's just, I don't know if, if, if these people are so bad at their job and you're never getting the groceries you want and you keep using the service, like maybe if you're so picky about your groceries, stop using the service because it's obviously not working. So what are you going to do? Yeah, that's why I don't use it. Yeah. But like, well, and also because it's too expensive. Um, but if it like worked, I would do it. Um, but yeah, I just like, I don't go on Twitter to complain about anything. And like, I think in general, like complaining about customer service is just like one of the most boring, like conversations really you could bad. ever have. Um but I, it, there's something that feels like more classes to me, like when people are like the the brave, like people who do like delivery services or who work in the gig economy or whatever, like they're these like amazing people and like cut them slack. Like they don't know what they're doing. They're like, like, it's like, they're not like incompetent fools. They're like adults who are working. I just, I feel like, I don't know why I don't understand the impulse to act like these people like are not grown-ups who can do their job like they're doing they have a job like do you know what I mean like yeah have you it's like it sounds to me when people talk like that it's like have you ever had a service job or like a shitty job like you weren't like a moron because you had a bad job you just like that was the best you could get in that time I think because well I know I totally get that people are like infantilizing sometimes mm -hmm. service workers and like romanticizing them but um but yeah, like we've, you know, we've both obviously had service jobs and, uh, and I've even during the, um, dark days of, I guess, 2019, when I thought you, the first time I thought UCB was going out of business and we were going to get laid off, I, uh, did Postmates for a week and it sucked. And like, they obviously give you no training, um, grocery delivery, I'm sure is even worse because like with Postmates or whatever, you're just like picking up an order that's already done but this you're actually having to like fill the order yourself uh yeah I mean I had to do before Postmates existed I worked for this like small startup company that was do that like didn't go anywhere but they were basically doing the same thing but they didn't have like the app or like any of like the tech side of it they just had like some shitty website and um it really sucked I quit I stopped showing up I was like fuck these people because like you know someone would like ask me to like 
last minute, like pick something up that was going to get left behind. And like, if it uh, got there late and this girl was like screaming at me and I was like, fuck, I was like, literally like, fuck you. Like, I just, I don't have the personality that like, I'll be accommodating to that. Yeah. Yeah. And the people that I worked for, like the first job I ever had, they were like, oh, your first job is doing like this thing, but you're not going to get tipped on that one. Cause that one's just for us. And I was like, what? And they were like, oh, we, I guess we could tip her. Like they were having a conversation to, to each other. Like we could tip her. Ew. These were the owners of the company. And they were like, I guess we could. And then they just laughed and just like, didn't do it. So that was like my first like training That's job disgusting. or whatever. And then I just like, I was like, um, this isn't working out. <laughs> yeah, I didn't no. last for very long. I was like, I literally cannot deal with, I can't deal with the public. I can't deal with like some bitch like fucking yelling at me because her chicken fingers were late and I can't deal with like these stupid people like not tipping because they felt entitled to my time but like but um I still like I felt like I had a sense that like I had like an inner life and like you know I didn't feel like I was I, I feel like there's a difference between like someone going off on you or like someone deciding to like not tip you or to like take out their frustrations on you in a way that is like obviously abusive because like they're enjoying having like societal or like whatever, like power over another person and being like generally frustrated with like how a service doesn't really work well. Yeah. Yeah. I think the people that get pushback on social media are the ones that are being specific in like this person is incompetent especially it does seem like it's I mean it's like women making fun of men for being bad at grocery shopping which is I'm sure a hundred percent true because I guess in general society with especially like with people in heterosexual marriages and relationships it's probably the women that are doing 90 percent of the grocery shopping so like this story has it all because it has like identity politics classes ableism, ableism. Yeah. Yeah. it's got everything that could just like keep your mind occupied uh but my i mean like jorts the cat my first impulse when i see these things is fucking buy your own groceries if you're gonna complain about it like buy your like i just feel like why literally why does anybody care <laughs> no, you're probably i mean that's probably the smartest like, thing that anyone said today i like to me like someone complaining about their fucking instacart order being fucked up is like like we have to get rid of social media like we can't keep doing this brian like this is not good for anybody's mental health oh yeah no you're right like you shouldn't know about this you shouldn't know about this woman's instacart order no you shouldn't know we shouldn't know who any of these people are like it's uh it is crazy that like any because usually you would have to if you were like walking into or by you know a restaurant or an airport and occasionally you'd see someone like freak out or like start yelling at an employee or like and that would be sort of you you or you're sort of furtively eavesdropping on them and it's sort of like a fun thing to look at like and that would maybe happen a few times a year when you would see a, a complete like customer service freak out but now you're seeing thousands of them every day on on social media and it's yeah, not good for you. I feel like um I am like completely 
like at, my brain is just addled and broken from this stupid fucking shit. And like, I need to stop. I, cause I have always been of the opinion and I used to like back this up with my actual behavior and actions. But like, I've always thought that like being one of the masses that's like laughing at somebody who's acting in a weird way, whatever that is, like another person of like, you know what I mean? Like not like an actor or something, but like, if you're like part of the crowd, that's like picking out a person to like make fun of you are like, really, you're like stupid basically. And like, I think that is, I think it's like the absolute lowest form of like being of like entertainment. And it's so, it's so like medieval. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. and I've always been so opposed to it. And I, even as a young person, like, I just remember the, like other people's, even like celebrity obsessions and stuff like that, just like really looking down on it. And this shit is so common now it has infected my brain for sure. Like I will get pissed about like the same shit, like some random person in a city in like Seattle or Atlanta or wherever, will get into a fight with their fucking mailman and I'm like taking sides. Like who cares? I, to me, like that is what poverty is. Like that is what like intellectual poverty is and like emotional poverty when you are so um, like divorced from the opportunities the world has for you and like, the possibility of like what you can achieve, like within your own life that you are just getting so that you get fixated on like the minutia of other people's like social interactions, you're done. And like, I am, I'm talking about myself. Like I am such a victim of that now. And it makes me sad. Cause I, I know that I don't agree with it, but I do it. We all are. I mean, that was a really honestly like rousing what? monologue that you just said and now I I need to relook at my own relationship <laughs> to social media because you're 100% right um, I mean I've been doing it I do it all the time with my own stuff you could not pry me away from the try guys thing you couldn't pry um, me away from it and did you hear one of the try guys wives chimed in on the James Corden restaurant fiasco yes I did I heard <laughs> about it I watched it I watched the video I did all of it and by the way, no, I'm not a fucking Try Guys viewer, please. Obviously, I would hope you would know that I don't do that. Sorry, I wish my dog would be quiet. Mm. Um. All right. Well, yeah, we should stop talking about these social media. Fiascos. Sorry, I'm just trying to make my dog stop. BB, behave, behave, BB. He's freaking out. Um. Oh, I did also listen to a podcast this morning about anti-coyote activists in certain Los Angeles. Now that's neighborhood. something I can get behind. No, I am pro-coyote. I'm a hundred. As a small dog owner, I I Keep can't on a leash. be pro-coyote. Of course, he's on a leash, but they get snatched off the leash. No, I get that because I, I these are cat these are cat owners that are freaking out, and I'm like, fucking leave your cats inside. I have two cats, and they might be depressed and they might be overweight, but they're not being eaten by coyotes. Yeah, it's a lot better than the alternative. Yeah. And they're literally talking about exterminating all the coyotes in LA. 
and they wear these big red shirts to city council like to neighborhood council meetings now big red shirts yeah they're i forget what the name oh of the organization it's, it's like on, the village yeah it is and they want to like kill the coyotes it's wow, horrible it's so twisted um i love like that's also one of the reasons why i want to move to the desert is because at night you can just hear the coyotes howl and it's like a very comforting um sound to me no i hate the sound of them because whenever they're all doing that together you know it's because they're killing a dog they're killing something probably someone's dog oh i know um no i get like literally terrified when i go to my parents house and my dog is outside i just i'm so scared i'm like i hate the coyotes i truly hate them but i mean i don't want to kill them all but i just they're my enemies i get it i get it I also, I did, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that my, I lost two cats too. Coyotes as a little girl, Aww. one of them who was an outdoor cat from New York city and then an outdoor cat in West Hollywood, not the fancy part and would like navigate everything and like was very tough. I mean, indoor, outdoor, Yeah, but he was no match for he he disappeared during the earthquake and i'm pretty sure he got like lost and a coyote got him and then i had this other stupid bitch cat that i think a coyote got which you know she didn't deserve that but i do have a permanent scar in my leg from her so oh man you know uh yeah we the first several months that we had dahlia we tried to make her indoor outdoor because that's what she preferred, obviously, but yeah. it was for my own mental health. Because every time mm -hmm. she left and didn't come back for like one, one time, it was over, it was like two days, and I mm -hmm. was deeply depressed. I was crying. I was ready to like print out like posters and put them all over the neighborhood and just like couldn't even like function. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, like two days, she just like comes back and is like perfectly fine. And I, trapped her in the house and <laughs> never let her leave since yeah I mean the anxiety of that I couldn't take it I don't know why my parents like were like fine with it it's a boom my mom too like my cat growing up and then my mom's cat like as a, when I was an adult who just passed away like a couple of years ago he was always indoor outdoors and I couldn't psychologically and she has like a big hat like it could have easily <laughs> had enough room to uh roam inside but yeah he had, his tail was had been broken by some fight and it was like crooked one of his eyes was all like cloudy because like someone another cat or maybe who knows what like clawed at his eye so he was just like a roughed up cat and this is in the you know the berkeley hills where there i don't know if there are coyotes there there might be i don't know i don't know um but nowadays that's another thing that millennials ruined is um indoor outdoor, outdoor cats, cats. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's what we're supposed. To, I have. I don't know. I'm not. I'm never gonna have another. Well, because then you have the bird, uh, the bird people chime in, and really, yeah. Don't oh yeah. Get my, I mean, my cat. Uh, my cats hate, did kill birds. They they think because it's. I think it's true that like millions of birds are killed every year by domesticated cats, and so a lot of the bird people want all cats to be euthanized. <laughs> people really need to get it together with this shit yeah but then it's like i do agree because i like birds just fine um the cats yeah if you have a pet cat just leave it indoors have a litter box play with it give it some exercise but they're fine yeah they're fine they're fine all right let's uh move on to oh i got a big goop haul this week 
Oh yeah, I saw. Tell us what you got. Okay, so I got four items. Three of them were in one of Goop's little combo packs where you get like a discount. It was like yeah. some sort of like skin smooth skin pack or whatever. And then I got something extra too. So the four items I got the Goop Glow Glow Lotion. Okay. The Goop Jeans Nourishing Face Cream. Okay. The Goop Glow Cloudberry Exfoliating Jelly Cleanser. Oh, I'm interested in that. And the Goop Beauty Clean Nourishing Lip Balm. So I is think that this... the one is that the one that's in like a metallic like tube? Yeah, it looks like lipstick. Okay. <laughs> it's very um feminine. Okay. But uh so the 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 star product, I think, just based on smell alone, is the Cloudberry Exfoliating Jelly Cleanser. Mm. It smells so good. It's like I don't know what a cloudberry is supposed to smell like, but it's like, is it a real thing? Yeah. It's like, um, it's in like Scandinavia. Like whenever you go to like, or whenever you go as if I go, but if you go to like those, like really expensive, like new Nordic foraged restaurants, Mm. there's always like cloudberries. Cause I think it's just like a wild, I think it's sort of like a strawberry, but for, Oh, you know what? Yeah. So this smells, it has like a, slightly fruity but very sophisticated you know goop approved scent and it has the like exfoliating beads but it's not overkill like it's it's it doesn't feel like sandpaper because sometimes those exfoliating beads in a cleanser that's I mean I think anyone who experimented with that St. Ives apricot rub as a child has you know is Permanent a little damage. bit triggered by an exfoliating bead. Yeah, and this, I, I probably would prefer it not to have any exfoliating beads if it was if I was to make this product. But it's very it's subtle, and maybe it helps it to have just a little a few beads flowing through the gel. But it just smells so good. I do like this. I mean, I like the other that like blue malachite cleanser one face cleanser I had before. Yeah, um, that smells good as well it's more of like a a fresh scent and this is more of a fruity scent yeah but i like the texture of this like it's uh it's a you know it's a gel Um, what's the other one the other one well the other one i guess also is a gel but it's like a thinner consistency it's Mm -hmm. more like a like a cetaphil or a cerave Mm -hmm. um i guess i don't think that that's considered it's like a it's like more it's just like a regular like a liquid yeah liquid consistency okay. um but i highly recommend i mean you know time will tell if this helps my yeah. the cleanliness of my face but it smells good mm. so we got the two lotions the glow lotion i've been putting on in the morning and the goop jeans nourishing face cream i'm putting on at night yeah if you're familiar i mean most people who are listening to this podcast probably have tried these products because they're like mm-hmm. the very basic goop products and they you know, they're considered unscented and yet they do have that sort of clean beauty funk to them. I don't think anything can be truly unscented. I mean, everything has a scent. Has a scent. So the, the glow lotion is a lot more lightweight. It it is, uh, yeah, it's like a face lotion, a light face lotion. So it's fine. It's, it's basically unscented to me right now. It doesn't seem to be any different than if you bought like Neutrogena but mm, interesting and you I mean, use it in the morning yeah I use it in the morning after I'll do um you know I will, well actually I've been not washing my face in the morning because I'll wash my face at night mm-hmm. and then I'll just I'll just wet my face and then do a little um vitamin c serum 
and then wait a few minutes and then do the glow lotion. And then if I'm going outside, I'll do um, mineral sunscreen on top of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at good. night, the face cream is really thick. Like mm-hmm. it's a real, I mean, it, again, it's quote unquote unscented. This one has more of a scent than the glow lotion. It's real. It doesn't, I mean, almost as like, oh, is this, is there bacteria growing in this? It's like a, a real, well, it's not really, but it's like, um, it's like a muddy. Oh, cause it has that like funk. Yeah. It has like, it's like a muddy scent. I don't know. But that's like, that's what I need. Like I use like a super thick night cream because my skin is really, really dry. And I've used, I think I've used that one before. Um, but I know you, you don't have like dry skin like I do. No. And I think this one, I mean, I, I don't, I haven't been waking up like with like goop on my face, like oils or whatever, but it, mm-hmm. it def- it definitely like lasts all night. Like it's, yeah. if you want a really thick cream, this is, this is a good one. Yeah. Uh, and you really don't have to use a lot of it to like, yeah, it's, it's, a little um, goes a long way with that, like way, yeah. really intense night creams. Yeah. But uh, yeah, both of these are good, but I don't, I don't know to me. And this is just after the first few days of using them. Like they don't seem much different than something you could buy at the drugstore for, you know, 15, 20 bucks. Huh. But I'm sure it's all, it's all in the ingredients and it's the clean, you know, it's, you know. I like the goop jeans stuff, you know, goop, uh, goop glow is my favorite line, yeah. but I do like that Goop Jeans uh, body lotion oh. or like body, the body one. Body cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but my personal recommendation, if you need like a very hydrating, thick skin cream is a little bit pricey, but the Aesop hydrating creams are like... I hate that it actually works so well, but like that shit works so fucking like, I don't know that I'm like, I don't know. It feels like that's what I recommend. Yeah. Yeah. And that stuff has a, I'm sure really nice scent. Yeah. Those. Yeah. Yeah. I do wish goop would consider in some of their creams and lotions putting on a scent because there must be a way to do it in a clean way. I guess most of their customer base prefers unscented. Well, there's probably more like allergens or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all the like cleansers and stuff have sense and the oils. I don't know. Well, it's still exciting that you got a haul. Yeah, I, it, it's been, I looked at my Goop um, order history and it had been, I think, over a year since I bought anything from them. So Oh, it was time. It was time to refresh it. your collection. Yeah. And then, of course, and then I got the lip balm, which... um. It's, I mean, it's a good, li- I don't, I'm don't typically wear lip balm unless like I'm specifically like out in the cold or like my lips are chapped, but, uh, it's as good as any, like it, do- and it doesn't seem to, um, it doesn't seem to like make your lips crack, like extra cracked and like crave more balm. Like some of these things do. So yeah. if you're a lip balm user and you don't mind having something that looks like a tube of lipstick and like a silver metallic tube then and you want to spend twenty dollars on lip balm then this is your product yeah I love I use like a lip mask at night Mm. 
that's like also really thick and you have to put it on with like a spatula. (laughs) (laughs) And then I don't know where I got it or why I have it, but I have the like Kiehl's lip balm that comes in like a tube. Like it doesn't cut, it's like not, it doesn't come with like an applicator. You have to like squeeze it on your lip and like move it around with your finger. Oh, like like Blistex? Yeah, kind of like that. Um, Is it good? The Kiehl's one? The Kiehl's one is okay. I put it on, I usually put it on like in the morning if I feel like it, but it's not like a major, yeah. I like, I don't even know how or why I have it, honestly, but I, I'm, I mean, I use it occasionally. The lip balm, the mask is what I really use every night. Kiehl's products to me, sometimes it has like too much scent or like too, like I, I, I feel like there are lots of chemicals in those products. They're hit and miss. They're hit and miss. The, yeah. the lip balm is fine. It's like, just like a, I don't know if it's like that much better than using like Carmex or something. Yeah. Oh, Carmex. Yeah. I do love Kiehl's, um, their musk lotion. Cause it's like, it's real hippie-ish. Like it's like, it's like almost like pure patchouli oil, which I love that scent. Your fave. Uh, anything else? Any products? recipes you made any exciting news from i mean like honestly this week has truly been so boring Mm -hmm. um i've been eating a rotisserie chicken from whole foods this organic um i don't think so Mm -hmm. they have like an organic one and a not organic one i think i got the not organic one because it was like three dollars cheaper playing with fire playing with fire um but that i've been like picking at that i'm like back oh i'm like eating sourdough bread this week (laughs) that's like a major change where did you get the sourdough bread brian got it so here's brian so like brian and i are like whatever it doesn't really matter but brian's rules for his bread he's pretty open but he likes to find something that doesn't have added oil and doesn't have added sugar which i totally get behind but he's not looking for like you know organic or whatever so he the the like bread that costs the least is the healthiest and like usually meets that criteria is just like sourdough bread from the grocery store so he's been getting like pioneer sourdough bread which is literally the bread that i grew up eating like when yeah. I was a little girl, like my sandwiches would be on that. Is that like pre-sliced? It's like pre-sliced yeah. from just from like Ralph's. Yeah. Cause like Brian, like sometimes he goes to Whole Foods with me, but usually he just goes wrong. And he, we kind of both do our own shopping. Um, and, but like when I saw that pioneer bread, I was like, I haven't even seen this in so long. And I don't even know that brand. I can't think of what it looks like. It has like a little guy on it. It's like orange and white and brown. I don't know. Anyway, I was like, I haven't seen this in a really long time. Let me get into this fucking sourdough bread. And I've been making toast with it and it's been delightful. Yesterday I had like some scrambled eggs. Sometimes I put a little bit of like Miyoko's vegan butter Mm. and honey on it, like late at night with a cup of tea. Heaven. I mean, I start every day with at least one piece of toast and well, it had been a while since I'd really gone for a toast and it's a true pleasure. It's delightful, but I do not burn it. I actually am the opposite. I like it like almost not toasted. Yeah. That's like John. John will turn down the uh, toaster to like quarter mast and then I 
turn it right back up to full blast. Yeah, I will turn my toaster down pretty low. Pretty. But I, I just unless I like very occasionally I'll like treat myself to a loaf of like tartine or bub and grandma's or something. But ninety mm-hmm. percent of the time I'm just like Ezekiel. Yeah, I mean it's definitely not like that. It's not tartine or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. But it's like you know it's good yeah and if there's no if there's no added oils and added sugars that's like better than there's no added oil or added sugar it's like you know white flat whatever it's fine but sourdough is supposed to be like health good for you so suppose all the like right wing like health guys are for some reason like only will eat sourdough i guess because it's like it has the the it's the starter it's yeah and it doesn't you're not using like commercial yeast i have no idea I don't know, but I mean, that's fine. Whatever. If it's mm. good for me, if, if it doesn't have, as long as it doesn't have like sugar and oil in it. I'm right, right, right. Um, I made, oh, cause Jen Gunter was raving about the um, five-star New York times recipe. So I made that the other day and I have to give this one to the old Gunt. It was a good recipe. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, John is out of town this week, so I can actually like I can cook things that he doesn't like. So this this has mushrooms, which is one of his no no foods. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's like chicken thigh, like boneless chicken thighs. You could use breast, I'm sure. And um, it's sort of weird you you cook the mushrooms and the onions in the pan without any oil until the water releases from the mushrooms, and then. And then you put the, cause so then it'll like, will absorb way less mm. oil. So I think it, it's really actually a good trick if you're cooking mushrooms or caramelizing onions is to not put the oil in right away. Cause then it will, yeah, it just like you use way less oil and it still tastes like rich and yummy. And then, um, and then you just put, yeah, the chicken in, you cut it a little bit. I would actually cut it more into like, it said the recipe says to cut it into like three inch chunks. I, I would maybe go even finer and do like one inch chunks so you don't have to cut it when you're eating it. Um, and then the the sort of star ingredient is uh, a couple of tablespoons of sherry vinegar that you add at the end. And it it's lovely. It's a really good recipe. That sounds nice. Um, I used to make this really heavy recipe all the time. That was just like, you're kind of reminding me of it. It was from my personal favorite cookbook collection which is anything by america's test kitchen i mm. feel like those are like they teach you how to cook well you're good them. it's all, all their stuff is um under a paywall it's a, sort of annoying i can never look at their recipes. oh well you, i bought a i like mm. have a couple books yeah. and i got this one called cooking for two a long time ago like when brian and I first moved in together and it was there was this like chicken recipe this chicken pasta it was like kind of similar like it was like mushrooms and you would like saute chicken and you would make sort of like a sauce with like the chicken and the, or I guess you would take the chicken out with like the mushrooms and like a bunch of white wine. And then you would like cook penne pasta, like in the sauce mm. and mm. then add the chicken back in and gorgonzola. It was so good. That sounds really good. But I don't think I can make that for another. Well, actually, I guess I can. Maybe I'll make it. I don't know. I want to make like a healthier version of the cheesecake factory like what is their like cajun louisiana creamy oh yeah they make like a louisiana pasta yeah there must be a recipe for like a like a homemade healthier version of that i don't know how do you make i don't know what i've never what does it taste like it tastes like 
It tastes like fettuccine Alfredo with chicken with like blackened Cajun chicken. Hmm. It's probably pretty easy to make or like, it's just like a creamy, slightly spicy cheesecake factory dish. And it has a certain, like, it has, yeah, probably like 3000 calories. Oh yeah. There it's like really embarrassing when you look at the, like, it's embarrassing to be, to like live in America when you (laughs) look at the calories in the cheesecake factory. Uh, 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 all right. Uh, before we move on to the newsletters, I want to welcome mm-hmm. our two newest Patreon members, Audrey and Rebecca. Thank you for joining welcome, this week. Audrey and Rebecca. Thank you. Um, wait, can I just say one thing about Patreon? Did you yeah. know that I heard on another podcast that you can look on your Patreon when somebody like quits being your Patreon and like read the comments of why they left. Oh, I know you can. Did you do it? I did it once a long time ago when we first started and never again. One of them from 2019 was like, I started as a huge fan, but I'm just not crazy with like the direction the podcast is going. With ours? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's probably because we like talk a lot about like non-goop stuff now maybe that's i didn't know what they were talking about that has to be then another person left and the comment was just communists oh good well they should yeah (laughs) that's so funny that's so funny that someone was actually a patreon like liked our podcast so much that they gave us money for it and then we're like oh you're too left-wing good riddance but or don't probably, forget, I'm a to- I'm a. Lid. Oh, you're yeah, you're a you're a you're a Ukraine flag waving. Give Zelensky well, five hundred billion dollars. I, <laughs> I wouldn't. I I don't. I wouldn't go that far. Pelosi loving. <laughs> I'm a. I'm not a communist. I'll say no. That. No, I mean I like to pretend to be a communist, but honestly, if there was actual communism, I probably would be pretty I'd unhappy. Um. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Don't look at that stuff. I had to. I, what was I, it was actually so much less bad than I thought it was, was going to be. But I, now the I'm one I listened to the next the, one will be absolutely brutal. The one that I saw that I was like, oh, cause this was before we were doing a lot of the, before we changed to our current regime of every other Patreon, every other episode being yeah. Patreon. And they were just like, oh, there's not enough content. And I, I was mean, like, that's completely I agree. fair. Fair. Absolutely. So now at least they can't say that. No. Um, and if you guys, I get it too, because like, I've definitely subscribed to Patreons that even if I like them, like I'll go through all, you know, the back catalog and then I, you know, I stop because I listen to everything and like, I get it. You can only afford to do so many. Yeah. And we just are really, uh, appreciative that if you only subscribe to like a few Patreons that were one of them is like actually so pretty amazing. Yes, that's amazing. <sighs> anyway. All right. Let's um move on to the newsletters. Uh, okay. I know that you spent hours and hours pouring over the latest newsletter. Well, I spent approximately 20 minutes after I, cause I did need you to help me because I didn't get it yet again. I didn't get it. This is weird. I'm blo- they, I think someone blocked me. But why would they block you and not me? I don't know. 
I don't, I really don't think that probably because they could tell my name, but your name is too, like there are too many Brian's. Oh, and my email address is Rucker Bry. So it's like, they're not sure it's, well, now that they know, now you're fucked. <laughs> now I'm fucked. Eh, I'll find a way. Um, no, I don't think, I really don't think so, but it's possible. I'm sure that it's not, but I did check, like I checked my spam, like I checked everything and it wasn't there. So well in the future, whenever I got them all last uh... week and then I signed up again this week. So I mean, I don't, I don't know what else I can do. And this is like coming at a time when the newsletters are undergoing like a huge renaissance when Gwyneth is like putting her personal touch on each and every one of these Thursday newsletters. Well, I mean, that's only going to, I'm sure that'll never happen again. Yeah. It, it's lasted like three weeks in a row, which is honestly that's, longer than I thought it would. Yeah. You're not, you're not getting another one. Yeah. I just got an email that says, welcome to Goop. All right. We're so glad you're here. Mm. Goop Glow, Clean Beauty Shop, only the Goop stuff. I've been a subscriber to this newsletter, like basically since it came out. Day I one. I, I really honestly think I've been a subscriber since... Even maybe before the first, like when she announced it, yeah. Before that first newsletter came out, I've been a yeah, subscriber. Yeah. So annoying. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Uh, all right. What was your best of the week? Okay. So my best of the week was I felt like it was a week of like interesting dupes, but like mm-hmm. good dupes. Like, I felt like there's this new makeup line that they have called Neen, which honestly, I'm not like nuts about that name. No, in any But it looks, I mean, so, oh, and also by do, I mean, usually a dupe is like a less expensive version of something that is expensive. Um, that I'm not, that's not what this is at all. This is just something that looks exactly like something else that Goop sells that costs the same amount of money. Okay. But these mean little palettes of like eyeshadows and like bombs and stuff. I mean, it looks almost exactly like RMS beauty. Like Mm. it's, it's weird like the products are the same like there's this like creamy cheek and lip thing that looks exactly the same there's a like some eyeshadow thing like it looks like the exact same thing and it made me think like did they have a fight with rms beauty like are they trying to show like what how is this happening oh it's like a zanku's chicken situation (laughs) Yeah, but they sell both, right? I mean, unless let me check right now. I'm gonna go on Goop. I'm I cannot imagine that they have stopped selling RMS. No, no, no. Uh, I, uh, I no, it's it, all still there. I think there's probably just like there's just a few of these like consulting firms that tell any sort of new business like here are here's the like aesthetic that sells. Here are the buzzwords that sell. Here's the type of names like Neen is. It's just, an, it's like goop or poosh. It's like a complete nonsense word, but I guess some study claims that like a word like that actually is stickier in someone's mind than being like, you know, Jenny's makeup company or whatever. Well, I'll never forget it. I just, I don't, and it's also like the packaging, packaging is the same. Like it's the same, like small white compact with like little compartments for like different colors of like bombs. Like it just, it looks very, very similar and it's weird. It's weird. Interesting. And then in the hello, my name is, or my age is. Oh, this woman is a total dupe. She's a good dupe. I was like, I feel like they found like a nice, good Jen Gunter. Yeah, this (laughs) woman. like (laughs) To like show the world how it's done. They're like the number one thing. First of all, she's a doctor. She's an MD. She's in her 50s. She has curly hair. She has curly red hair. She is. She has kind eyes and a warm smile, unlike some people. (laughs) And also, like, the whole thing is about how she's got this, like, great bedside manner and this, like, warm demeanor. And she's, like, so nice. And she, like, understands, you know, people. Like, she cares about people. And she has, and she practices integrative medicine, which, you know, combines Western you know, by the book medicine with more sort of wellness adjacent topics. And it's like, oh, if you are a doctor in your fifties with long curly hair, it's not lost. Like you can, you can also be a cool person. 
you can absolutely be a cool person. And, you know, this woman doesn't have a flu taught or whatever the hell it's called, shoe line, you know? She's not fighting with Australian turfs about the name of their website. She's just sticking to her business, which is which the business of health. Is well, I will get into this later. Her business is a little fishy. Okay. <laughs> this it's so so oh, is she a doc? Oh, you think, oh, can you think she could be my doctor? Will um, you know, my insurance take her? No, no, no. Well, this she is- works, she has like a weird company yeah a boutique uh what is it it's a it's, boutique, it's um, called clinic. it's an all-inclusive unlimited no thinking required membership to replace Perfect. Your, current, <laughs> your current primary care so it's um it is this company oh sh- it's called the land B. the land B. And Which is like sounds like a hotel. It does, like a hotel or like a weird cocktail bar. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's $250 a month to go to a doctor. And it, it also like, you know, you can do your blood tests there. Everything's like in-house. You have like nutrition. It's if I could afford it, I would a hundred percent become a member. Yeah, so would I. But it's it's just like it's sort of it's just like fucked up that like, oh, this this literally should be the way that like everyone has like, well, I mean, it kind of is for me because I have an HMO. So like at Kaiser, like I do have it all in one, it's all in house and I can get my, I get my blood work done. That's like the thing about, sorry, like not to take this from like the ultra, like lovely and exclusive to like fucking Kaiser Permanente. But I got to say like, you go to the doctor at Kaiser, which I do constantly because I'm a hypochondriac. And then they will say like, okay. And I'll be like, I need blood work. I need to get tested for this, this, and this. And they'll be like, okay. And they'll be like, all right, go down to the third floor or whatever. And then like, I just go and I get it that day. That is, that is nice. Like my, I think I, mine is regal medical and it's just like a, you know, a private, he's like a private doctor in like a little business center I don't know what it's called but then if I if I get blood work done I have to go to quest yeah we yeah like when I had a PPO I used to have to like schedule a whole other like I used to have to like go to the lab or whatever and like schedule another thing but but he's like my doctor's right down the block from me and I've been with I, I actually really like him even though his office is a little disorganized and sometimes it's annoying to try to get prescriptions refilled but other than that it's good for me because I'm like so mentally ill. So like anything that I need, like I can just like text Kaiser in the middle of the night, like look at this mole. And then like a, a dermatologist will email me in the morning and be like, it's nothing. Or that's like- That's really cool. That's actually great. Or like, and and if you go, like all my specialists and stuff, like your entire medical record is like together. So every time you go to any doctor, like they have everything that you've done. Well, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like all your special, like there's no like, like I don't ever have to do anything and they can all like refer me like to everything like in-house. So it's, yeah. that's nice. That sounds, yeah. That sounds like a, a good, a good, it is sort of like the, the working class Lambie. It is basically, it's like the Lambie, but it's like really cheap. <laughs> and it's probably, I mean, aside from like the, like nutritionist stuff and like the personalized diet and exercise plan that the Lambie gets, you're probably getting just as good. Of, I have of all care. of it. They also have like, they have nutritionists. They, oh, I'm sorry. Really? I'm not like a pro Kaiser person, but they have like, you can get um, discounted. Um, oh, fuck. What's that thing called? I forget. Class pass. Oh, yeah. 
they have all kinds of cool really? stuff. Everybody should join Kaiser. Join the working class HMO. I, I wonder if Revolution. I could probably join Kaiser on my Obamacare. I think maybe not. You I can, of course, you can. But I, I like my doctor. No, 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 don't. I'm not trying to get everyone. I'm just saying that like Kaiser has there are good parts about yeah, Kaiser. Yeah. My uh, my mother worked for Kaiser for I think twenty or thirty years. Yeah, it's a California classic. Yeah, yeah. California classic. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, this, I mean, guys, look at this woman's face. Uh, what is it? We should say her name. It's, what is it? Her name is Shira. Dr. Shira Raisin. Shira Raisin. Not spelled like the fruit. R-A-I-S-E-N. Yeah. Um, I would love for her to be a regular contributor to Goop and just like they can just like subtly make fun of Jen Gunter by having her wear like increasingly chicer clothes and like mm. show pictures of her with her boyfriend. If she, if this woman shows her anyone that she claims exists in her <laughs> personal life, she'll be winning. It could be anyone. It could be her fucking mailman. It just like, she needs to say like, I have a mailman and show that he's real. You hear that? You hear that, Shira? You hear that, Jen? It'd be that easy. Uh, all right, my best. Okay, this comes from this comes from an article called Three Quick Paleo Dinner Recipes from Danielle Walker." Yeah, this was my this was on my list. The recipes are definitely not the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were really something they things that I would never. There was literally one that's supposed to be pad thai, but it's has like a tahini sauce, and then it's using zoodles instead of noodles. I mean, that's the way of the look. If you want to be paleo, paleo like, you're going to have to. But a tahini you're have sauce. to be ready. What? A tahini sauce. Because like... these people don't eat peanuts. Oh. Because these people are like trying to avoid nuts. I, I mean, see. look, you're, you have to, you have to really let down some walls <laughs> to, for to the paleo. That, for, to call that pad. I mean, I was getting like. I feel like we almost should cancel this woman for like appropriating Thai food and like making it so. Um, I mean, tahini really doesn't belong there, but I mean, but, but they're I, looking I, for whatever. I get the connection now, at least tahini to replace the peanuts. That that makes sense, and I get the you know paleo. Obviously, you can have noodles, but it's like there's so many Thai dishes that are like just like meat and veggies like what well they have that too so okay i'll this is my so i'm obviously very familiar with this type of cooking Mm. and i'm actually very familiar with against all grain which is the woman who danielle walker oh this is her she's against all grain her yeah like on and she has like definitely done the like a whole 30 like instagram takeover whatever like she's a She's a person who I'm already familiar with mm-hmm. from my journeys with paleo. And the reason that this got on my craziest list is because I, in my mind, we've discussed this. I'm going to say they're like, and I don't mean to like take over your thing. No, no, no. Go ahead. But in my mind, there are three categories of wellness. There's chic and expensive, which is like goop, moon juice, Erewhon, whatever. Then there is basic Instagram woman, which is like Nom Nom Paleo, Melissa Hartwig, this girl, uh, against all grain, like, and they're like, there are like 5 million weird blogs and Instagram pages that are called like 
olives and kisses or like something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. And it'll just be like all of these like grotesque recipes that like actually kind of work if you're just like trying to eat low carb, whatever. And then there are like the alt-right, mm-hmm. um, like naked men eating like liver every day. Is and, Slave like, City the second or the third or a combination of the Slave two? Slave City is the second. The second. Slave City um, is is basic i also think that like so there are certain people that kind of have their they kind of like mix there's like i think there's crossover between the blog all of lemon ladies with the blogs and the alt-right like i think they might be like married to them or something like that and then unfortunately there's also some crossover between the love and lemons and the chic people and i think gwyneth maybe just like being a populist hero or maybe just because they're just like sourcing the internet for like whatever like paleo people like influencers have the most followers is like really bringing these people in she did nom nom paleo last time now she's doing this against all grain like this and and it's kind of like freaking me out seeing all of these like my shame, like these are like my shame people. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, but I, I think they this are woman. Gwyneth's. I think Gwyneth is like you. She loves all of these paleo Instagram accounts and blogs and stuff. And so I think this is really her. This is these are the things that she's following in real life. Like I think it's it's true to her to her aesthetic. Well, I don't think it's true to her aesthetic. Or true all. to her true to her actual like. But I think that habits. it's like I think that the thing with these blogs is like they actually have good recipes for that type of eating yeah and she's the type of person who has the confidence (laughs) to just like be out and proud and say like i read love and lemons to get my fucking you know coconut milk chicken Mm. piccata or whatever recipe and that's what i eat what if gwyneth what if gwyneth um she shares like a Flave City thing. Would that be the end of the world? I would literally come in my pants if she did that. I would literally commit suicide because I'd be so happy. Bobby. Bobby is just. He's like he. See, the thing is, like, I think Will Cole is like aesthetically more like the blog people than like Gwyneth. And he was like one of the first people Mm. that she was like bringing over from that world. And she's like been with him for obviously years. Um, And I just I feel like Bobby could really do it. Like he's never going to be cool, but I think that he could like I think Gwyneth could appreciate him the only problem is that bobby has no actual expertise and he has and he's basically just like um also like a lifestyle brand like he just like sells his like protein powder and stuff yeah i mean literally two traits that he shares with gwyneth no expertise (laughs) and a lifestyle brand exactly so it might be like a conflict i would i mean i would love if gwyneth like if gwyneth and bobby had like a like a cooking show together because they're so like opposites like it would be so funny to have this like hyper suburban dude having to like bounce off of Gwyneth Paltrow for like a half hour. I don't know. Would, or just like Gwyneth and Bobby go shopping. Gwy- I mean, that's the other thing. Like he's, he is like Gwyneth Paltrow has never been to a grocery store. No, like, like if Bobby could bring Gwyneth to Costco and Gwyneth can bring Bobby to Erewhon or whatever. It would be so I mean, funny. or he could become her personal like Instacart driver. Like, <laughs> 
and he's like shopping for Gwyneth and like that's who she gets to do it that that would be good that would be a good show but he do you think he even knows who Gwyneth Paltrow is of course no I don't know everybody knows who Gwyneth Paltrow is she's a famous movie star right but like oh and he's seen like Marvel movies probably he knows I mean he's definitely like he's keeping track of like everything in the wellness space obsessively for sure no that's probably true and i will and whatever that slave city app like fucking works really well i don't know what he he maybe he's a tech genius i don't know the app is really good oh i need to download the app it's really good because you just scan the barcode and then it'll tell you like if it's it'll if it's bobby approved or not oh my god i need okay i'm gonna get and if it's bobby approved it'll say like it just like lists all the ingredients and if it's like a thumbs down it'll be like the list of ingredients and then the like if it has like sunflower oil or whatever, it'll be like in red and it'll be like, that's why it's not Bobby approved. Or if it's like some of the things will be like, I can't think of what, but like some of the things are like yellow. They'll be like, make sure that this is like organic or pastured or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. it has like, it has like green, yellow and red. And I'll tell you like, don't buy this. <laughs> I don't know. You're supposed to like use it while you're at the store. I'm going to, I'm going to use it next time. It's really foods. fun. I also like to sometimes just crack it open and use it on things that are already in my kitchen just to see. Just to see. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so the reason why this was on my best oh, sorry. No, no, is not because of the recipes, but it, she has a little section on this in this article. It's just called Danielle Walker's Time-Saving Strategies. Mm. And I do actually, I have to say, I do implement most of these strategies already, but they're really useful. And if anyone, and I'm talking to you, a rich-ass Karen, or mm. anyone who thinks that they don't have enough time to grocery shop or like meal prep during the week, um. And maybe you're just saying, I don't, I'm not saying everyone does, but I'm saying some people might be able to squeeze in the hour. Let's say the whole process of a weekly making the list, checking it twice, going to the grocery store, meal prepping for the next week. I would say at most, the whole process will take two to three hours. It will take me way more than that, but that's fine. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Well, okay. So take, let's say it takes me a half hour to figure out what I'm going to make and write a list. Then let's say it takes an hour to go to the grocery store, shop, bring it back. And then it takes another, let's say hour to hour and a half to prep everything. Right. What am I missing? Um, well, like when you say meal prep, like what are you talking about? Are you talking about like cooking one recipe? I I guess for the only thing I meal prep at the beginning of the week is lunch stuff. So I make like like my big salads and stuff. So I'll like roast some veggies um, and like chop up some raw veggies, cook some other veggies, blah, 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 make a salad dressing, whatever. Everything else I'm like breakfast obviously requires no cooking. And then dinner is I'll just... I'll usually make dinner like every other day and then the other day will be leftovers. My thing. So like, I haven't really been meal prepping lately, but like when I'm doing it, my usual thing is like roasting two trays of vegetables, Mm. making mayonnaise, making hard boiled eggs, Mm. and then making some sort of like protein, like chicken breast Mm -hmm. or like, ground turkey or like meatballs or something like that and for me doing all of those things 
will to, I mean, I don't know, maybe that, maybe it'll only take me like a couple of hours. It feels like it takes me like way longer to do all of that. Cause you can like do all clean that up and setting it up and cutting everything up. You can do all that pretty much at the same time. Can't you? The, the eggs will go on the stove. The veggies are going in the oven, the chicken, I guess the chicken and the veggies have to go to the oven in different times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In a couple hours though. Yeah. I mean, it takes a little bit of time. Yeah. Anyway, but it's so worth it. I think it's worth it. And like, I get, I mean, and again, we are two adults without children. Yeah. Without disabilities. I have nothing to do. Like <laughs> I am like, it's really pathetic. Like this should be like the, you know, noon yeah. of life, like the most busy, like fucked up time of my life. And I am just like basically retired. So. I, I work from home. Like I'm able to yeah. start cooking dinner at four in the afternoon. So I get, yeah. I get it. I get it. But I do think these time-saving strategies from Danielle are, are good. So the first one is meal plan. Um, decide what meals you're eating and which nights you're going to eat them. Um, she says, I suggest starting with four or five days during the week because don't try to overdo it and think that you're going to cook every night, like seven nights a week. Cause you're probably not No. For, for me. It's like, it's not really about nights. It's basically being like, here are two to three recipes that I think will pretty much last me the week. And then on the weekends, takeout or delivery or whatever, but like, just like, I would say two to, th- if you if you live with, you know, one other person, two to three recipes, if you're, if you're by yourself, which I am this week, cause my husband's in New York. Um, like you could probably do like, if, if you're not bored of eating the same thing every week or every night for five nights, you could probably do like one big recipe and, and leave it at that for dinner. Yeah. Unfortunately, I feel like the best way to meal prep is for me is to make like, actually I might make like a couple. So I might do like ground meat with vegetables, roasted vegetables, chicken breasts, and then like find different ways to just like cut them up and eat them over like rice or like soba noodles or something. Mm-hmm. Or you can, make ta- you can make anything into tacos. Or make anything into tacos. Um, and then number two is make a grocery list. So for me, yeah. I like, you know, I like to start with my Bon Appetit, my New York times, pick the recipes and then, you know, figure out what I already have, what I need. So it's mostly, I have a pretty well-stocked kitchen. So it's mostly like, uh, you know, protein and, and produce that I need to get at the, the grocery store. Yeah. Usually I'll need a spice or a condiment or whatever. Um, and then this is the one I don't do. And I guess for me, I just, don't need to do it, but maybe some people, I don't know. It's called organize your refrigerator based on meals. So she puts all the ingredients for each separate meal in a plastic bin. And so when she is about to cook that meal, all of those ingredients will be in the same part of her refrigerator. I mean, I would do that if I made like meals. So like, I like to make components and then like assemble them however I want throughout the week. So like, but I do like to have them like cooked and like put together. And I like to have like a section where I'm like, here's my protein area. Here's like my vegetable area. Here's my like sauce area, like in my fridge. So I can like get them when I want them. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't I organize keep... my fridge by that, by like, here's where I put the produce. Here's where I put the meat. Here's where I put the, ve- but to put the in because most ingredients a lot of ingredients aren't even in your fridge anyway so you're gonna have to go to different parts of your kitchen to get ingredients yeah Yeah. here's a good question to ask everyone if you're a home cook are you a recipe person or are you an assembler i wonder which would be more popular yeah probably i imagine your way is probably more popular i don't know i mean i think i'm more like 
I mean, I'm just trying to make sure that I'm like getting like healthy food in my body at like regular intervals. I'm not like if I if I have to like fret over like cracking open Bon Appetit every week, I'm just like, I'm just like not going to do it. Like mm. I might want to do that like every couple months, but like, I just don't want to do that every week. Yeah. I think you have to really enjoy, like I, that is like a deep pleasure in my life is to like look at recipes and figure out what I'm going to cook. But if, if you don't like doing it, then there's obviously like easier less time consuming I, ways to do it. I used to be more like that. And then I, I started to find that it was really difficult to eat. Like, well, it was hard to like have different meals, like for the entire week, if I was doing that. And it was also hard to like get the like nutrition that I needed if I was doing that. Cause like, um, basically every recipe that I ever made was like, had more like basically calories in it than the food that I may eat now oh yeah I mean I think you have like there's definitely certain recipes that are either like too complicated or too rich that that you should not make it like on a regular you have to sort of figure out which ones and then also I I mean I try to get like at least a vegetable in during with every recipe I make for dinner but now because I am just eating nothing but vegetables for lunch just like giant salads filled with millions of vegetables I don't fret about it so much if if it's just like a protein and a starch at night I'm like "Eh, it's fine it's fine I have I also have like assembly like recipe like um like a a basic food blogger paleo food blogger staple the egg roll in a bowl is like I make that like every like every other week or something and that's like pretty I mean, it's like, a. I don't just, that's not just like food that's like assembled and like thrown together, but it's like, it basically, it's yeah, like, yeah. I'll make like a little bit of a recipe, but not really. Totally. And then her fourth step is prep immediately. So like basically right when you come home from the grocery store, uh, you should start chopping and everything. And I guess, yeah, if you're like on time constraints, this pro I don't usually, I'll, well, I'll, I will usually go grocery shopping Sunday morning. And then Sunday afternoon, I will do my like lunch prep for the week, but I don't do it like right after I go home. Like that seems. I don't know. I can't be like, I always do this every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. <laughs> I crack open an egg and I make a fucking whatever quiche. Like I can't, I have to like, it sort of depends on like my week and my schedule and you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think there is something to be said for doing it right when you get home. Cause there's like, you know, you're like at, you're up and you're doing it and you're like, you know, motivated to like do all the prep. I guess I usually do it on the same day. Cause I'm, I usually like shop to cook more than, mm. you know, just like, like a, like a French housewife. Um, are you no, going grocery like, shopping? I, do like, a, I go week? like once a week, okay. but it's like, I just think I'm like, okay, like I have to like get all this shit together. Yeah. One thing that I feel like I have sacrificed in my sort of autistic, like recipe driven list lifestyle now is I don't go to farmer's markets very much anymore. Cause I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I'm planning it out. And like, that is a little bit of spontaneity that I have been missing from my cooking life. Yeah. I, every time I go to the store, I get depend depending on what I have like I usually have like frozen like chicken breast or something in the freezer and I don't need as much but I usually get like two kinds of protein 
three kinds of vegetable, one or two kinds of fruit. And then like, I will probably have like rice and like soba noodles, which are like my starches and then eggs. If I need eggs and, um, that's it. But I just think about it like that. I'm like, okay, I need like vegetables for, I just think about it like that. Mm -hmm. And then I just go, I'm like, what, what's here? What's here? What's good? What looks good? All right, let's move on. This is again, I know we're a broken record, but this is getting to be a long episode. They're all so long long and boring. That is one other thing that I feel like if you guys want to criticize us for, that criticism will be valid as our episodes are too long. I know. I feel bad, but like I I have never had a problem with a podcast being too long. So I guess it's just not something I can relate to. Because I just want them to be long. And if they're too long, I just turn it off. Yeah, true. Yeah. And you can obviously turn ours off whenever you feel like it. All right. What's your worst? My worst is, oh, so my worst is just like, remember when Gwyneth first started wearing those really thick black glasses and we were like, what is going on with these? And I feel like I said, like, I know I'm behind and this is going to be like a huge trend. It was a paradigm shift. And now I just... I cannot believe how much those glasses are fucking everywhere among like a certain type of person who's like in a certain income bracket and of a certain age and a certain like political leaning. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was right again. I do have a feeling that they are going to be the type of thing that like if you see a picture like in 10 years, if you see a picture of someone wearing those glasses, you're going to know like exactly what year that's what year? from. Yeah, it's like shoulder pads. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like they're not, I don't think they're here to last, but it's like, I can't, to me, like Gwyneth isn't really like a trendsetter. She's like just sort of doing her own thing, but she kind of is, isn't she? Uh, I mean, she was wearing those fucking big honking glasses like two or three years ago. And now it's like, you cannot turn on MSNBC or CNN without seeing like seven pairs of those glasses coming at you. She she didn't start it before. Like, I feel like Rachel, did Rachel Maddow start it before Gwyneth? Does Rachel Maddow even wear those? I guess they're different. They're slightly different. She's wearing, I don't know the brand, but she's wearing like a very, it's like, obviously like some brand, like it's a very specific, like exaggeratedly large pair of glasses yeah 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 um oh yeah maybe re- now is it just the mandela effect that i think rachel maddow always wore glasses she probably but... is wearing them now no, but yeah i don't know. i haven't watched rachel maddow in a decade didn't she get like isn't her show not on the air anymore i think it's yeah i think it's she's changing to like a weekly show or, something. or maybe no maybe i'm just confused because um of uh when that woman last week was like trying to watch it, but she couldn't <laughs> Right. wait, but I, ha- it's like these very, they're like, there's a picture of her. I just Googled Gwyneth Paltrow glasses and the one they're Oh, they're the Cadiz or Cadiz D 28 glasses. Oh no. These, are, these are her blue light glasses. Mm. Maybe they're just blue light glasses. I fucking don't know. I don't know because I'm not going to ever wear them, but I just, you know, whenever I see Gwyneth like leading in any capacity, I'm shamed. I'm shocked. I'm floored. 
the end. It's my worst. Uh, I am 40 years old and I have perfect vision. So I have no need for these glasses. Well, these are blue light glasses. Oh. I actually, I, oh, I guess I probably do have need for those. Um, all right. My worst is okay. I have to just say they have, you know, it's called six ways to break a sweat. The last one is da, 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 tennis and pickleball. Yeah. And here's another conversation. I wish I wasn't, I didn't know about. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I get it. I'm not going to just go on an anti pickleball rant. Cause like people, well, maybe you should though. Sorry. I don't, I know we're talking about how we're getting long and blah, blah, blah. But like, what is the fucking deal with pickleball? Cause I don't know what it is. I don't care, but I know that the tennis people are like, fuck all of these nerds. Paying, no, it's not even, it's nerd. It's because they want to take over our courts. This is a, it's a, you know, venture capitalists started fake sport mm. by, you know, Sinclair Media and Michelle Malkin's husband, who's like this right wing, you know, anti-immigrant person. This it started in like Salt Lake City as like a Mormon pastime. It's not a sport. It's basically wow. like ping pong when you're standing up. So pickleball is fake. It's it's a it's a it's like an industry plant. I don't know how to describe That's it. So crazy. And like um, it's a lot of people trying to make a lot of money and they've gotten some ex professional tennis players and ex, you know, at, like basketball players like to put up because everyone thinks that they can make a lot of money making this new quote unquote sport popular. Um, and because they can, they are making money. Uh, see, that's why we needed this explanation. Cause Brian, I didn't know that this was made up. I just was like, Oh, this like other sport that they hate. I was, I assumed that this was like, a like centuries long rivalry no 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 pickleball has only i mean i guess technically pickleball was invented in like the 70s or something but it only became popular in the past couple of years because a couple of very rich people wanted it to become popular basically um and that so that is also so sad because like i just hate that trends don't happen organically no, I mean, uh, yeah, trends. I mean, I think some trends probably still happen like from the ground up, but like most trends that you or I would hear about are because some very rich person wants them to happen. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't even think the tennis people would be that up in arms about it, but pickleball people are now trying to like convert, I either just play pickleball on tennis courts or literally convert the tennis courts to pickleball courts. Mm. And there's already like so few public tennis courts around. Um, and they claim, you know, oh, this is a more, you know, democratized sport because you don't have to be a good athlete. You know, you don't have to like walk around when you're playing. You're just basically like standing there and fucking hitting a fake ball with a fake mallet. Mm. And I get like tennis is not the most social sport because in order to have like a fun tennis match, everyone you play with sort of has to pretty much be the same level. Like, it's not something that, like, you can play with someone much better than you or much worse than you, and you'll still have a fun time. Whereas mm. I think pickleball is, like, anyone can get together and have, like, a fun pickleball match. So mm. I get it. I think it's the main thing is, like, conflating the two things because I guess they both have a racket and they can sort of be played on the same court, even though the lines are not the same at all. Um, and so I just don't like the way that pickleball... And it's not Goop's fault because the tennis channel itself which is owned by Sinclair media, which is a right wing sort of most, they mostly own like local news channels, but they've been buying sports networks as well. They now during some of the day, sometimes will literally change the feed and stop showing tennis and start showing quote unquote professional pickleball matches, which are 
truly the most horrible things you could ever like playing. I'm sure playing pickleball is fun. I've never played it myself. Don't care to, I'm sure it's great. Watching pickleball is a horrendous experience. And I can't imagine anyone on God's green earth would actually like to watch a pickleball match. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've never, I took one tennis lesson when I was a little girl that my grandma took me to, and I like almost passed out from heat stroke. And then I've like, never, you're a perfect candidate for pickleball Agnes. I, what? You're a perfect candidate for pickleball then. Thank you. Um, but I, uh, I've always like loved like tennis, like outfits, like the aesthetic of tennis. Fashion. It's great. And (sighs) I mean, some of these girls wear beautiful clothing on the court. Some of like, unfortunately our number one player in the world, Iga Svantec, beautiful girl, amazing tennis player. She has a deal with Fila who is sort of, or no, Asic? No, Fila, Fila. And it's, they're terrible clothes. She needs to wear better clothes. But um, these, so Goop has these, these outfits, which are, I mean, not practical. You know, no one's wearing. Right. Like, I just want to wear that stuff, but I don't want to play tennis. I want to like wear that outfit and like drink a gin and tonic. And that's cool. Like, I do think the more, if, if like, and I think uh, Mew Mew this year, in their fashion show, like had tennis inspired outfits. I don't even like, that's great. If tennis fashion becomes cool, I think that's only good for the sport of tennis. I so mean, like, it's kind of, it's always cool. It's kind of like an evergreen thing. Cause it's so like, um, it's so like waspy. And yeah, like it, old money. It, it goes back and forth. Like, I think there was, I definitely in like the seventies with, you know, Bjorn Borg and John McEnroe was like that tennis style became very popular and then again i think when i was in college in the early yeah. 2000s there was there was def- like a wes anderson yeah thing. the wes anderson thing and lacoste became super trendy again yeah and that's always like i love lacoste like i i buy tennis i buy mostly like nike and adidas because i think they look pretty cool but they're like lacoste is the most gorgeous and they're but they're like twice as expensive as the other brands yeah for tennis outfits um but I have noticed in not in LA, but in like other cities I've visited, there are these weird like neolib like squash um studios that mm. like people like young professionals, like yuppie people will go to. Yeah. And I think when we were kids, I remember like my dad was like a you know businessman in San Francisco in the 80s, and like he and his friends would play racquetball. Or and no, that's feel- what it is. It's racquetball courts, it's not squash. Yeah. I don't know what squash is. I'm <laughs> like I think rack. I, they're different, but they both are, they're both played in like indoor arenas. Well, whatever they were, they yeah. look, it looks like a, from the outside, it looks like a Dave and Buster's, but it has like yeah. racquetball or squash or whatever inside. And like, if pickleball was on its own land, like off to the side, like, I don't even mind if there's pickleball courts next to the tennis courts. That's great. It's just when they're these people, these rich fucks mm-hmm. are trying to convert public courts into pickleball courts. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I draw the line. And mm-hmm. also just like the, in, in general saying like pickleball and tennis are similar is just not true. Uh, I don't know, but it's a lot of these, it's, it's a lot of these tennis people and ex tennis players are to blame because they want to make money off pickleball. Uh, one thing on this list that is really stupid is um, you can buy $55 can of tennis balls with your name monogrammed onto it on the on the, on the actual balls yeah 
Uh, but don't doesn't everyone like famously like lose their tennis balls and like yeah like and like imagine how if you're like playing doubles and you're like oh let's play with my balls with my name on it like everyone would first think you're like trying to cheat and like the balls are like weird (laughs) (laughs) or being like like why are we playing fucking tennis with balls with your name on it it just doesn't make any sense in the context of an actual tennis it's because if you're playing on like your court at your house oh you're yeah so this is yeah that's true oh my god yeah there's a whole fucking realm of there's a world of this that, th- yeah. that i i can't even begin to comprehend yeah i pay yes six dollars for um two hours of doubles so yeah anyway i'm glad that you know i would love more tennis content and goop but let's let's cool it with the pickleball okay all right uh so your craziest was what was it again <sighs> My craziest was seeing, yeah, just like seeing against all grain. Oh yeah, in goop. The um. Well, this is like you know Martha expanded to Kmart. Gwyneth is expanding to these uh, lowbrow influencers. But the thing that I would try is also very sad, but it's not my. It's you know it just found its it found itself on a different place on my sure, list, sure. but it's like, it also easily could have been my saddest. So. Okay. Um, well, my saddest was, so Jean. Okay. So there was an article, of course, sponsored by avocado, $25,000 mattresses mm. that was um, looking at different goop employees and what's on their nightstand. Mm. So of course, I mean, all of them obviously like curated these to make them as beautiful as possible. Uh, so, you know, Jean has, uh, you know, a few, like a, let's see, a magnesium body butter, a body oil, Goop Glow, Goop Glow hair serum, um, her fancy reading glasses, and, you know, a very au courant novel by Jennifer Egan on her beautiful nightstand. So I thought, why don't I go into the old bedroom and check out my nightstand oh my god my nightstand is like fucked up well, mine is pretty <laughs> bad so here okay so th- i did this without any prep i'm being completely honest here is what was on my not- nightstand this morning um be cool sunglasses <laughs> which are 15 dollars from amazon okay four issues of bon appetit two issues of racket which is like a cool tennis magazine Okay. Um, the last two novels I finished and I have not had the energy to actually put on my bookshelf. Uh, so it's Tommy Orange's There There and Otessa Moshveg's My Year of Rest and Relaxation. Um, then we have a giant Mexican cookbook that I haven't cooked anything out of. The one I bought earlier, I told John, this is going to be the summer of salsa because there's like a million salsa recipes and then I didn't make one. Yeah um a coaster with uh no glass on it um a crumpled used kleenex beautiful an n95 mask that i've never worn nice new ready to go ready to go um a bath and body works hand sanitizer eucalyptus spearmint a goop tote bag empty you have a tote bag on your nightstand just plopped right on there this Um, sounds like a huge nightstand it's not it's just very crowded okay an old program from American Cinematheque's Bleak Week from months ago. Oh, is that when you went to go see Solo? Solo, yeah. And um, this is something I'll have in common with the Goop employees, a slip silk eye mask. 
I'm not going to go in and look, but I pretty much off, off the dome, I think what's in there is like, number one is there's an Ikea lamp that is not plugged in and doesn't have a light bulb in it. That's the <laughs> number one thing that I know is on there. Number two is um, a Peter Straub horror, scary novel cool. <laughs> um, from like the seventies called Ghost Story. There is like, and then there's probably like for either like empty glasses or mugs of like tea or water and probably a lot of other shit, but that's just what I know is there. Yeah. Well, um, it really makes you think I do need to clean up my nightstand and also my other chore for the week before John gets home is to get rid of all of the dead plants in the apartment and either buy new ones or just not have them. Oh, we became millennial plant moms last week. We got a bunch of plants. Brian is like the plant really? man. I, I'm bad at it. I feel like they all die, like. I can't do it. I killed a plant and I was like so depressed about it. We got a new plant for our niche. Um. We got the money tree, which is gorgeous and I love it. And then Brian bought all of these um fucking herbs and he's like growing them on the balcony oh, nice. and they're sprouting. Oh cute. Oh yeah. yeah. On the balcony, it's like when you get direct sunlight, it's easy. But it's yeah. just like the indoor ones that I can't do. Yeah. Um, all right. So oh yeah. So you said the thing that you would try is also a little melancholy. It's very sad and it kind of it like relates to what we've kind of the theme of our podcast mm. today, I think. But there's an article called um, Three Approaches for Dealing with Texting, Thumb and Hand Pain. Oh, I saw this. I was like, I have never had an issue with this. So I didn't really I have. About. It's not from texting because I'm a two thumb texter. Okay. Which I think everybody is actually, but I don't have pain from texting, but I have pain from scrolling, like from like endlessly, mindlessly scrolling on my phone. I have like joint pain in my thumb and I just have these visions of myself in the future having like going blind because I, I'm sure that there's going to be something like it's going to be like staring at screens is like as bad for you as smoking and we just don't know yet. This is what this is what I'm waiting for. Oh, yeah, I'm. I mean, probably not quite as bad for you smoking, but it could be. Who the fuck knows what's going to happen in the future? And then having like arthritis or like carpal tunnel from like being on fucking like Instagram and TikTok and scrolling all day. So there are these home hand remedies. And this is also like speculative, but promising. But there are these home hand remedies where you like literally soak your hand in Epsom salt. <laughs> Which is like just the fact that I would consider doing that for my hand because I'm scrolling Twitter is like literally suicide inducing. Like yeah. I spend so much fucking time on Twitter that I need to like give my hand like recovery. Like I'm a fucking athlete because I'm scrolling so much. Like it's fucked up. Yeah, that really tells you like you shouldn't have like a workplace injuries from social media it's literally physically hurting my body god knows what it's doing to my insides god my brain forget it not to mention it's, my soul my soul is has no my soul <laughs> is gone my i 
literally have gotten progressively stupider every single day since 2015. Yeah. And my body is breaking because I have developed a social media addiction and it's not to posting. It's just to scrolling. It's really bad. Uh, so yeah, if you have any of these conditions, I think, yeah, there are all these things you do. stretch three times a day, stretch passively, use your other hand, stretch your forearm, hold your phone thoughtfully. There are all these tips and I'm going to have to read through and like, you know, implement them because, um, I need like, you know, I need help because I'm fucked up, but I, my dream would be to just completely walk away from the whole mess. Well, the, the, the end game here is the technology where either, you know, a pair of glasses or even like a microchip where the, the phone will just be in your eye and you'll just- Minority report. Yeah. Yeah. So then you won't have to worry about holding it because you can just blink. And then you get your phone screen on your line of vision. That will happen within our lifetimes. I promise you that. Well, that's what, yeah. Uh, all right. Here's what I would try. Freya, does anyone watch Great British Baking Show? I, Do you watch it? No, I mean, like, I use, I watched, like, one season of it, and I liked it. And then I kind of got, you know, re- I'm not, like, a big reality person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, especially any competition show, even like a nice relaxing one like that. And then I like popped it back on when everyone was getting up in arms about the Mexican week thing, which was, you know, a good episode. And and I was reminded of how like nice and lovely it is, but I never went back. So, um, I think she was on this woman, Freya Cox, young woman. She was like a teenager when she was on the show. It was one or two seasons ago and she's like vegan. Um, so she has a book out called something about being vegan uh simply vegan simply vegan baking by freya cox uh so her recipe was on goop on their instagram i don't think it made it to the newsletter but i definitely didn't want to try any of those paleo ones so this this is what i'm trying this week is a gluten-free and i'm not actually gonna try this obviously gluten-free pumpkin spice cupcakes i don't care about vegan i don't care about gluten-free i do actually want to make some sort of pumpkin loaf i don't want cupcakes necessarily some sort of pumpkin bread or loaf before the season is out so i'll i'll think of i'll think of something to do yeah i want to make like a pumpkin chocolate chip like paleo bread that sounds that sounds really good i do and i don't like quote-unquote pumpkin spice things because i think it's too it's just like too spiced and not enough pumpkin but pump like real pumpkin ice cream pumpkin pie i could take or leave but pumpkin bread pumpkin muffins i love all that shit yeah i pumpkin spice to me is like i like it because it's just like what is it it's like cinnamon and nutmeg and ginger yeah but and like clove yeah but it's usually paired with like so much sugar it's so gross that it like it gets too much so i think i like it but i want like i want a pumpkin spice i want like one pumpkin spice thing mm-hmm yeah i do like i actually haven't had it this year but usually at starbucks once a year i'll get the um that they have like that a pumpkin spice cold, cold brew foam. yeah that one's good but it's too sweet it is good yeah no the cold foam is is better than the latte oh i can't i mean i would just be immediately on the toilet if i got a latte so the latte will 
but yeah, so this recipe, it's like soy milk, um, apple cider. I love baking with apple cider vinegar because it definitely gives it a little tang. Um, then you have all your, your, your warming spices. Um, she uses vegetable oil, but you could use, uh, you know, avocado. You could probably even use olive oil. It wouldn't taste that weird. Um, and then because it's vegan, she makes the icing out of Miyoko's vegan cream cheese and powdered sugar. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. I, good. I mean, that would that Miyoko's and the Kite Hill cream cheese are fucking game changers if yeah. you are like not a person who likes dairy. Between, I never need dairy. I will have it occasionally, but between those two things and then nut pods and then obviously just getting like almond milk, it's like I have, I am dairy free and thriving and I have not looked back. I mean, I almost think it's cheating for like there to even be vegan baking recipes now because it's like, well, obviously you can just. It's like a one to one thing. It's yeah. like just well, like you just the I eggs, mean, I guess, is the one thing that's like you have to figure the out. eggs, but I still I'm not vegan. I just don't eat dairy. So. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Wait, but this this recipe, I don't. I guess the oil stands in for the eggs. It shouldn't. It must. Does it? I don't know. I can't think of. There's nothing else that would. Are there like flax seeds or? No. Mm. Interesting, because you Maybe can also eggs use. Are overrated in your. And they and now they have that just egg shit, which is full of garbage. But if you're vegan, I guess you could use it. Yeah, the just eggs are like. Um. What is in that? You... It's like it's literally all this is seed mung oils. Bean, right? It's, it's like it's it's processed protein, seed oils. It's really bad for you. But is is there like it's a mung bean base? No. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the protein is. Okay. I know like that's another one that like they're getting like weird athletes to recommend people eating just eggs, but it's like pickleball. It's the pickleball of food. Well, I mean, I don't know. If I was vegan, I could, even if I was vegan, like I don't think I would be like, oh, I really miss the taste of scrambled eggs. Yeah, that's not the thing that you're missing. Because that's just what it is, right? It's just, it makes scrambled eggs. Yeah, but I mean, scrambled eggs, or you can use it in, I'm sure you can use it in baking, right? Oh, really? I would assume so. I mean, I would think so, but maybe not. Mm. Uh, I would miss, what would be the thing I would miss the most if I was vegan? Al pastor tacos, maybe? Yeah, I would just miss like straight up eating meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like a fried chicken sandwich. I think that al pastor. That's al pastor. Oh. Or just like a steak. Like I just, I'm so disgusting. Like I just love meat. I'm a yeah. pig. I'm not, a, I don't it's funny. I'm not a big beef, like steak, burgers. I could sort of live without more than pork, chicken, or fish. Yeah. Well, I just said, I mean, I do like an al. See, I just said I don't eat pork, even though I also said the thing I would miss was al pastor tacos <laughs> because I'll eat al pastor tacos or whatever and like like i said once in a while i'll pick up like a peterson farm bacon but i like really that's it i'm like not and that's only if i'm like out like yeah. the tacos like i don't make that at home no and i'm not a huge i mean i like bacon fine but i'm not like oh i'm craving like epic bacon <laughs> um i just you're since, not craving an epic yeah. bacon fail <laughs> since i found my that el pastor stand in front of the target on eagle rock boulevard i'm like I'm just, that's my, my, any hour of the day, my brain is like occupied at least partially with just an image of the twirling Al Pastor. We found like a new Al Pastor place by us that I'm like, like a truck that 
is so fucking good. Oh my god. The people that have mine, they also have one. It's not it's probably not that close to you, but it's in North Hollywood. And at that location, they do a chicken out that store, which I haven't tried. The one that I go to, it's like in the parking lot of Circus Liquor. So it's kind of in North Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. And they have like, they're like crazy. I've never gotten it, but they have like, it's huge. And they take the whole parking lot and they make like pizza that has like pastor on it and stuff, which I've never gotten, but they have like all of this like wild shit. It's like a huge uh, operation, but it's like, sounds so good. It's like a stand. Yeah. Yeah. This now that the, the food vending laws in Los Angeles have changed um, and those non-truck stands are legal there's so many great outbound store stands popping up all over the city it's a true boon to humanity but there's something about eating pork that scares me and i don't i agree i mean i don't do it that much because first of all pork is pigs are extremely intelligent um i think they're like smart and evil and like they hate us and they know what we're doing to them and they like resent us oh for sure i feel like when you eat them you like absorb their like negative like fuck you energy i like and that is obviously insane but that is my Mm, fear of pork yeah i think it could be true and then also like the it's hard like pork the the fat composition is unfortunately high and um higher in poofas than than uh beef or pasteurized chicken yeah but that said i don't think that you should let the millennial bacon obsession of the early aughts color your impression of the actual food bacon no no no. oh I, that's what i'm saying I, i'm not it's not like i hate bacon it's just like i don't i like it's like fine i'm not like crazy about it that's all i'm saying fair enough i do like it i have to say i like it in a breakfast burrito better than sausage if I have the choice, I always do bacon. Um, all right. What would you buy? Oh, fuck. This was the one that I was like, kind of just like pulling out of my ass. Cause there was like really nothing, but I just said like one of the neen palettes yeah, sure. <laughs> because usually I always say an RMS beauty palette when I don't know what to say, cause I've never bought them and I always am obsessed with them. <laughs> actually, that's not true. I do have a couple of RMS beauty things, but I don't actually, I have bought an RMS beauty palette. I don't know what I'm talking about. But now I'll get a neem one. Neem. Um, I would unfortunately I would fucking buy so fast a membership to the Landby with Bizarro Jen Gunter. I would love the Land. Just join Kaiser. It's literally the same. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's just like it's but like they're not gonna give me personalized like like wellness, like nutritional advice, are they? If you go to a nutrition, if they I have nutritionists. Yeah, that's true. I don't. And they have crazy people there too. I that you they can in- get, you can do like functional medicine. Okay. They've got it all. All right, all right. They have right. plastic surgeons. May I don't. Maybe, not they have, maybe they have that in my network too, and I just haven't asked. I'll ask next time. But I don't actually. I don't want a nutritionist. I'm like perfectly happy with the way I eat. <laughs> well, then you don't need it. I don't need it. I just. I like the idea of. Like this sort of curate I mean it is horrible and like I honestly it is like actually disgusting that Mm. there's this much of a disparity in healthcare Mm. but um be that as it may I like the idea of like a just a millennial like speakeasy inspired health clinic is it speakeasy no it's just called the lambie which is like a speak i feel like it's like a speakeasy. i mean the lambie is just yeah like it literally sounds like a boutique hotel yeah. in like um ojai or something totally <laughs> and it's like redesigning the doctor's office cut the red tape 
no way yeah. Monet you've seen our you've seen your last expired waiting room magazine oh so this is like aesthetically they're like fucking this peasant mass-produced art and magazines in your waiting room no 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 this instead has it says a club inspired by your favorite New York restaurants and hotels. So it literally, I mean, that, it is that. There is a limit to how much fun I need to be having at all times yeah, too. No, and like some things don't need to, like I, I'm a grown up, and I can, I can exist without being stimulated 24 fucking seven. Yeah. And like, there are bigger fish to fry than the doctor's office being ugly. Right. And like, if you're really, I mean, if you need, to, it's not a hospital, like this isn't an all in one, like you still need health insurance. Yeah. Um, it says, yeah, the best of concierge and urgent care in one place. How much does it cost? It's two ninety five a month. Oh, that's not bad. I mean, if you're, if you're healthy and you don't mind gambling with like, if you like need to go to the hospital and you're fucked, like, but if you, yeah, like if you get like cancer, they're not going to be able to help. No. You. Oh my God. No, this is literally just for like wear and tear it's it's just like instead of a primary care physician they i definitely don't think they recommend you not have insurance because like 295 is like actually if that was to replace insurance that would be like a great deal yeah but it's not anyway but it's still not that expensive but then you probably have to pay on top of it for like all the card things no, it's, it says all-inclusive, unlimited, no thinking required membership to replace your current primary care. We're a no insurance model. And they'd say, this is their ethical reason, because we believe this realigns physician and patient incentives and allows physicians to spend time on what matters, their patients. I don't know. Okay. Or it's $250, be... $250 a month. No copays or hidden fees. Well, you probably still have to pay for prescriptions. Yeah. So like if you're, but if it's you have, a real doctor. It's a real doctor. It's a real doctor. I mean, it's that it lady. It feels two fifty is not bad. You could just get that and then get like catastrophic. I guess. What is cat? What is your? If, I don't really know, get, but I know like catastrophic cheapest... is like literally like the cheapest bottom of the barrel health care health insurance. That like um, if that's just for like if you get like hit by a car you get like some fucked up cancer out of the blue like if like something really fucked yeah. up happens they but cover like, you for like major things if you do get cancer out of the blue and you have that catastrophic insurance you're still on the on the line for lots of money right or i honestly i don't know i don't know we don't know what we're talking about and also if you live in like australia or something like we fucking know that you don't have to deal with this and like we don't need to hear about <laughs> it we don't need to yeah like but it's like, so sh it's it's surreal to me to hear Americans talking about paying for health care. It's just so odd for us. Is yeah. it because every fucking time someone brings it up, you pipe up and say how weird it is. And it's we like, know. yeah, try fucking living here. Yeah. We don't care what you yeah. think. Could you get let land be in Medi-Cal? Then it Yeah, I mean, I don't think that it I I don't think it there's a I think you can have whatever yeah. you want. Hey. Let's um no, I would I would feel too sad about leaving my doctor. Anyway. Wow, that's how they get you. I have a really weird like father, like dad daddy, not sexual at all, but like I want to like impress my doctor. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Me too. I have like a mommy thing with mine. Yeah. She's a, I only go to women. Yeah. Anyway. And I'm always like trying to like impress her with like how little I drink. Yeah, exactly. How, like, yeah, I'm, and you know. 
I've been exercising a lot, Doc. Yeah. Anyway. Um, all right. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you for our new Patreon subscribers. Thank you to everyone who listens every week. And if you have a comment, go on. We love, we, like someone was like, oh, I don't know if I should DM you on Instagram so much. We literally yes. love it. Please join us. Do it more. And I know I'm always screaming like, I don't want to hear you tell me this or that. But I honestly, I do want to hear it. I I love it. Tell us whatever. I want to meet all you. Don't ever think you're DMing us too much. If you know, if it's too much, we won't respond. But um, it is. But even if we don't respond, that doesn't mean it's too much. Sometimes it's just like we miss it or whatever. Yeah, we miss. And also because it's both of us looking at it, we're like, who's paying attention? Like, did he write? Did he get that? Is he talking to this person? Um, but yeah, always. This is where, and yeah, this is where our community lives is on Goop Yourself Instagram. Yeah. So So follow us there and message us and talk to us about whatever, or of course on Patreon. Yeah, Patreon too for sure. Um, but those messages, who knows where they. Sometimes they definitely fall by the wayside, unfortunately. Sorry. Uh, All right, guys. Have a lovely weekend. Um, A wonderful spooky season. Um, (laughs) Go see the new Park Chan-wook movie this weekend. What else? That's it. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. (laughs) Bye. Bye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.